Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Casting the Net. Today's episode is all about kids in the faith. And I think this is an especially important topic because as parents, it's something that we occasionally struggle with. In today's world of social media and peer pressure and all sorts of other pieces of influence that our kids encounter, it's not always something that's easy to do. And as we do with every episode, we have the unique advantage of hearing the perspective from fathers of two different sides, right? We have a priest and we have a dad. And when we talk about keeping kids in the faith, this combined discussion from two different sides of life gives us a lot of great information. Some of my favorite things from today's episode are going into some detail about how parents must live the faith throughout the week. We need to set up kids for success in maintaining the faith into adulthood. And one of the ways we can do that is through forgiveness and loving your enemies. And if we have a lukewarm faith, then our kids will too. Kids, as we all know, will learn and pick up on what we do. And it's an easy thing. It's, it's a very sort of a common sense type concept. But I think sometimes in our busy lives, it's very easy for us to forget that, right? It's easy to get lost in that concept on a day-to-day basis. We have to establish clear boundaries and expectations. But again, doing that with warmth and understanding, that's huge. We have to encourage questions and curiosity. Don't let our kids fall into that trap of the social media and their peer pressure. And again, we can help navigate that by encouraging those questions and curiosity. And you know, at the end of the day, parents are still the most important influence in our kids' lives if those boundaries and expectations are established with that warmth and understanding. So I hope you get as much out of this episode and this discussion as I did, and we hope you continue to enjoy Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends. We are back. We. Rick, I've missed you. <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> what What day is it? <laughs> what time I, zone I thought, is it? I thought, you know, I haven't left... The continent, and I thought I was hoping you could tell me that. <laughs> Friends, I'm Father Dave. This is my co-host Rick. We're casting the net. We're delighted you're you're with us, and I'm delighted to be back with my brother in Christ, uh, Rick. I've been a priest, as you know, more than 30 years now. Mm. I cannot remember missing three consecutive weekends in a parish where I was assigned ever. <laughs> And that, I that just, actually, I just did that. It's not as surprising to me as you make it sound. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Like I've no. never, never done that. So as, as, as you know, Rick, and perhaps as some listeners, if we've tuned in uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, I, I've been away on pilgrimage with mm. some, uh, with some great friends and, uh, revisiting, uh, Santiago, Spain, not from the traditional Camino across northern Spain, which I was able to do a part of four years ago with these group of brothers, but this time coming up from the south through Portugal, they call it the Portuguese way. Hmm. And then I returned to the United States for a couple of days at the parish, which you could imagine um, the intensity of the fire hose those days. It felt like a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot coming at me. 
and then pivoted quickly to travel to my home state of Wisconsin to celebrate the wedding of my youngest cousin. So I, mm. I literally returned, as you know, as you know, just um, hours ago, mm. two hours ago from from um, being surrounded by family, having the chance to to be with my mom and uh, my sister, one of my brothers, and and all of my cousins, every single cousin on that side of the family, uh, and the youngest cousin whose wedding I, I was privileged to witness, she's the youngest of 12 herself. Mm. And her mom, my aunt, is 10 years younger than my mom. So thus the the pretty wide gap in yeah. age, right? My, my cousin's closer in age to my oldest uh, nieces and nephews, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Right, and kind of closer to them and I think mentality and, and mindset. So, <laughs> wow, it's good to be back with you. It's good you, to look across sound, the table and see you. <laughs> you sound like you could use a couple of days off from your vacation. No, no, no. I'm actually, uh, I'm not here tonight. Um, it's evening when we're re recording. Mm. Uh, I'm not here exhausted. I really am rejuvenated uh, to be surrounded by family is is so special and I I I I don't get the chance to do that with the frequency that I I would like. I, I feel a little bit like the prophecy that was given to Peter at the end of John's gospel yeah. about your your you're you're not gonna do what you want to do. Yeah. I, I'm I don't have a text in front of me. Yeah. That's the gist of it though. Um yeah. in that as I've aged and as demands um, in some ways have increased for priesthood life and ministry, mm. restrictions are, are greater in priesthood life and ministry. Um, it is more and more of a sacrifice mm. that I, when I embrace it in a healthy way, that yeah. I, I really want to be more directly connected with my family, including my own immediate family, which we live in three different time zones mm -hmm. and my extended family, most of whom are, are concentrated in the, in the Milwaukee area of Wisconsin. So just to be back, mm -hmm. um, an uncle whose, whose wife, my aunt died uh, earlier this year and to mm -hmm. be with him again, I had the chance to visit him mm -hmm. in August. Uh, his two children who I was able to just reconnect with them, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're wonderful, wonderful people. Um, and, um, and just others, it's, it's um, yeah. a lot of joy and excitement in my, in my cousin's family, whose wedding uh, I witnessed, there are 36 children, children that oh, my, goodness. my cousins have. Yeah. So I think if I do the math correctly, it's 58 that were in the family picture that was taken to the church after the wedding who mm. were all immediate family. <laughs> Did you have much of a chance to, um, you know, with a family that large, you're, you're pressed for time, but did you have much of a chance to catch up with, with anyone? Any interesting insights, any interesting oh, yeah. moments shared? Very, very much so. I, I, I have such um, admiration for all of my cousins, all of them. They're um, they're all married with children. 
all yeah they don't most, most all have them. children for different reasons yeah. but um um married um family centered uh deeply um reverent mm -hmm. to their own respective parent or parents as i said there have been some deaths people you want to be around yeah even when some of the interests are so far removed from my own <laughs> there's great desire to hear what you're doing and there's great desire that's on their part to hear what i'm doing mm. and it doesn't matter how much time goes by so it was this this great coming together of yeah. the family for thanks be to god an expressly joyous occasion right right, right. and to see such vitality which the numbers alone make happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of life that's, that's happening. <laughs> Holy smokes. And it, it, yeah, it's just, it's really beautiful. So I, I'm not needing a vacation from the vacation. I am, I'm rejuvenated. And in some ways, I, I just, I want to work even harder, not that I can, helping parents mm. because it's hard yeah it's really hard yeah. and some of my cousins have um some have children out of the home now and others have children who are ensconced in that in that uh, wild time that is adolescence mm. and some of the some of the things are becoming a little more difficult some of the trust in god is mm. is uh, needing to increase and in <laughs> mm. just conversations there about um, feelings of inadequacy as, as parents are all of a sudden, gosh, the, as, as teenagers and, you know, teenage isn't an affliction. It's a season of life, right? It's a season of <laughs> all, life. And... All, all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> Sometimes it looks like an affliction. But, but I, oh. I mean, they're, they're, they're certainly... In good company. I mean, it's parenting right now is hard mm. for anyone. It's especially hard for parents who are trying to hand on the faith to their children. Yeah. In a culture that that seems to be actively discouraging that. Yes. In the name of yes personal autonomy, in the name yes. of you know choosing your own path, being being your own person, quote unquote, whatever that actually means. Yeah, it's a fiction, of course. Like yeah. we, we all inherit everything we do from <laughs> from someone, you know. So we should choose wisely. But uh, um, yeah, it's it's these these are these are obviously obviously difficult times to yeah. to raise kids in. Yeah, I th I think the witness to their own vocations, uh, vocations of marriage and vocation of family, deeply inspiring to me. Um in the most varied of ways, right? Mm -hmm. Wholly unique to the individuals themselves, all passionately committed mm -hmm. and in moments of great gratitude, watching cousins parent, watching yeah. them, yeah. whether the children were older or whether the children are younger, really exciting to witness that. And, and just so hopeful, mm -hmm. right? Hopeful. Mm -hmm. And then to thank, Gosh, I get to be a part of the family, and um, the advantages that come with that. Yeah, and and I'm not trying to lionize anyone or, oh, or sure. canonize anyone. We're all short of the mark. I'm first in that line, 
and it's hard going and hard sledding and choices we make today, which were good, need to be made tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know, there's not a carryover. And I want to help parents. I, I mean, in my own insecurities, and we discuss this both while we're recording and when we're not recording as mm-hmm. well. I, I, I feel inadequate sometimes in how to equip you parents mm-hmm. better, how to infuse a greater reliance in Christ and commensurate confidence that comes with that. Mm-hmm. How do we, how do we live joyfully in this age that is so agitated, this culture that is so violent, um, the attacks that are just so incessant yeah. on trying to do things a particular way in accordance with Christ. Yeah, I, my coming of age was in a in a culture that at least acceded to Christendom mm-hmm. and, and didn't openly despise it and attack it, and now it's open season. Mm-hmm. And um, how hard that is and, yeah. and how vital it is that I do everything I know how with God's grace to accompany you and other parents who want to do it, mm-hmm. who want to do it well, mm-hmm. right? Who want, who want to lay down your lives for your children to come to know God and love God and serve God and ultimately get to heaven, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts about that? That's Wow, yeah. we got heavy uh, quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's what we do on this program. <laughs> I haven't had the chance to talk with you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we chatted a little bit before we went on the air, and we were we were talking about a, an article written by um, a sociologist named Christian Smith, who teaches at the University of Notre Dame. Um, Dr. Smith has done some really, really interesting work on the religious lives of kids. Of teenagers, especially you know, kids who've entered that phase in life when they can reflect on and sort of critically analyze religious claims and beliefs and creeds and that sort of thing. And that work led Christian Smith to consider um, the role of parents in the formation of, mm. of kids. And um, he found, and he's a sociologist, so he's 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 doing studies and, and looking at variables. Um, he's not out to write like a parenting book, like how to do this, how to do that. He is just reporting the facts with some analysis too. Mm-hmm. He found that in the vast majority of cases where kids retain the faith that they were raised in into adulthood, the one of the main factors, one of the most important factors is having parents who took the faith seriously too. Yeah. Um, yes, going to church on Sundays and holy days, that's important. But also, or maybe more importantly, um, just living the faith throughout the week. Yeah, Rick, I think that's really important here that we talk more about what does it mean to take it serious? Right, right? yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Right? It's not an intensity level that's in your grill. No and admonishing and condemning everything that isn't like you. Right. It's not all sorts of uh, um, devotional practices and pieces everywhere you look and turn. And and everything secular is somehow condemned and Mm -hmm. is is being bad or a threat. Right. He's very clear about that. He he points out that uh, that doesn't mean parents, you know, talk about religion all the time. Yeah, that's not what he's getting at, but just... 
you know, they are the, the parents are adults. They're people, mature people who live the life of discipleship. Yeah. They love enemies. They love the unworthy. Yes. They forgive. Right. That it's seen in their lives, in daily living, it's, are the fruits of the faith. Yeah. That the faith is the lens that they are using to make decisions. And, and it makes sense because the kids see, oh, this is really important to my parents. There must be something to this. Yes. Maybe this is worth checking out. Maybe this yes. is worth taking more seriously. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's sort of a trickle down effect. Yeah. But he, he guarantees that if you are you know, a parent who has lukewarm faith, your child will be less religious than, than you are, mm, mm, yeah. mm. which is sort of a wake up call yeah, <laughs> for, sure for many of or, or it should be. Sure it is. You know, I mean, I, I know, I know plenty of Catholics, I'm sure you do as well, who are more concerned about, you know, at least as far as parish life goes, the, the, the parish festival that's coming up, they put more effort and energy into the reverse raffle. They put more concern and devotion into their kids getting through the parish school so that that child can go on to something bigger and better mm. um, than mm. they than they do being a faithful disciple of Christ. Right. Right. Um, right. And that's not to say those other things aren't good things, but they're secondary. They're of secondary mm-hmm. importance. Mm-hmm. Right? And hopefully in our, in our talk about morality, we're, we've, we've been clear about how, you know, Good things are misused all the time. That's 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 what makes a sin a sin. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So there's it's it's attributed to Woody Allen. I'm sure other people have said it too. But ninety percent of life is showing up. Yeah. You know, um, there aren't magic solutions or silver bullets. You just you, you do it. You yeah. know, you do it as best you can, as faithfully yeah. as you can. Yeah. And then with God's grace working as well um, in conjunction with or you know, motivating your efforts and then in conjunction with in conjunction also with your efforts, um, you know, the, the kids, the kids will learn. The yeah. kids will pick it up. Yeah. If it's not important to you as a parent, it's not going to be important to your child and to hold your child to a standard that it needs to be important when it's not important to you. Well, never. Um, it, it just won't work. Yeah, yeah. That word standards is really important. Um, the need to, as a parent, to establish clear to to both, you know, simultaneously establish clear standards and boundaries, expectations, but then also have you know a warmth. Yeah. You know, an affective. Yes. Connection. Empathy. Yeah. Right. Genuine care and concern. Yeah. Approachability. That's right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, allow the kid to when he or she enters the age of questioning, the age of, of pushback to explore and yeah. ask questions and not, yeah. not, not, not necessarily make it a relativistic free for all. Sure. But um, allow them, encourage them to ask the questions and, and prepare yourself. Right. I mean, that, that's that's why you don't just stop catechesis when you leave. Right you know, leave parish school, you, you continue it as an adult too. So you, right. can, you can answer questions. Right. You can right. give children, teenagers, young adults, satisfactory answers. Yeah. I, it seems to me, Rick, that it is a great desire that you have as a, as a father, that your children would come to you with their struggles. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's a hope that they would turn to you, that they would come to you, make their way to you. Is that accurate? I think so. I think, and, and I, I wish I could 
claim all the credit for it or, or give myself a good big attaboy slap on the back. I've, I've been blessed. It's, it's grace, you know, yeah. being the places I've been, yeah. knowing the people I've yeah. known, marrying the person that I did. Right. Um, it's all just worked out. And I'm sure. Just, it, it, the older I get and the older my kids get, um, I'm increasingly thankful for the blessings that, I've, that have been bestowed upon me. Right. And point being here that we don't want children to have surrogate parents. That's right. You can't outsource. Running to Siri, running to Google, yeah. running or, to locker or rooms, or learning things confused there. confused peers. Yeah. All sorts of problems, unreliable, untrustworthy That's sources, right. in some cases, nefarious and twisted and dark sources mm-hmm. that wish to co-opt children from parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or replace parent with state. We have all sorts of uh, <clears throat> repugnant uh, legislation that is mm-hmm. uh, happening in, in different states in our own country that are restricting uh, parental rights and authority with your own children. Like mm-hmm. this is real stuff that's going on. And how do we how do I as priest help you yeah. and other parents? build stronger bridges of trust with your children mm-hmm. to fortify the homes that are uniquely yours and the first churches, which is the domestic church. How do I do that? Right. Yeah. As a priest and as a pastor, right. I'm just, I'm even more motivated coming back from time with my family and, yeah. and, and uh, interacting with the cousins and, and their spouses who some of whom are in the throes of, of uh, great challenges with children. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What to do? Well, as a Catholic parent, I I can say very emphatically that to be a better Catholic makes me a better parent. Mm. Um, so what you do as a priest sacramentally, what you do as a priest um, in your various roles as you know counselor, teacher, all of that helps. Mm. Um, now, of course, it takes it takes a, a pupil to learn as well. It's not sure. just on the teacher, but sure. um, you're you're already doing it. Mm. <laughs> you know, is what, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, and you know, parents. Thanks be to God, you're doing it because parents still have the most important role in a child's life. You know, I I yeah. was telling you this. I was con- sort of confessing this concern before we went on there as well. We have a ten-year-old, and I, I, we, we, my wife and I can see just how important her friends are to her. Mm. You know, just how much she values them. Yeah, the influence. That the they have. the influence, right? Yeah. Um, and so Christina and I just had a discussion the other day. Actually, it's like, geez, are, are we already being eclipsed? Like, uh-huh. is she already entering the phase in her life where uh-huh. her friends hold more sway? Like, mm. their opinions matter more than ours. Mm. And reading, reviewing, really, the, the work of Christian Smith um, the last couple of days was was very, um, very comforting for me because his point is still, I mean, parents are far and away the most important influence in their kids' lives if they have the sort of connection we were talking about a moment ago, the one right. which establishes clear boundaries, like expects, yes, um, but also, uh, you know, embraces. You know, you, the, the parent will not be supplanted. Yes. Right. That is really good news. It, it is. And there's it, other it, studies it's, it's that a, have 
also uh, substantiated that mm-hmm. that uh, hypothesis. So it's it's good news. It's also um, it's daunting. All, it's daunting, <laughs> and that's that's where the priest comes in. I mean, that, that's where we need your help, mm. right? Mm. Um, what you can offer the lay the lay parent um, sacramentally, and through you know the wisdom of the word communicated to us. Yeah, uh, that that all that all helps. Yeah. Wow. Um, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. I'm glad to be back and uh, back in the saddle. We're glad to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if everyone... Has anyone said that yet? I don't think everyone's going to maybe say that. So thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I get to see you tonight. I'll be back at it uh, tomorrow, first thing. And, um, you know, together, friends, we're edified that you're taking time to share in our conversation, which we hope is an entering into the conversation. And we we're grateful that God permits us to, uh, to do, to do what we're doing here mm. in talking out loud and having others over here, the conversation <laughs> as we're trying ourselves to imitate Jesus in the midst of ordinary living by casting the net. Friends, he's Rick and I'm father Dave, a dad and a priest together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.